0: The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, anyone who has recently taken a motorcycle to South Dakota, or my mother. Mom, I know you want to be supportive of my endeavors, but seriously, stop the podcast and walk away. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to A Harry Fun Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted crafting. I'm Sarah King. I'm Lansing Mike. And boy, Fargo is supposed to be
1: here sometime. Um we got a thumbs up, and we said, hey, how's it going? And you know, that was a bit ago, and we're like, yeah, we've got a time frame we have to do this. Yeah, yeah, air conditioning's been turned off, we're going to die of heat exhaustion <laughs> in 45 minutes, so. Well, hopefully it won't be that bad, but yeah. But we have some other fiddly things to talk about before, so. We really want him for the expert portion. We we do. <laughs> Which we'll probably see.
0: Um, but we need to start off oh. on a rather sad note and mention the passing of Pup Bayard, who they were just a massive force for good in Pup. Uh, they wrote for the Illinois Eagle. They did several PUP events at CLAW. Um, they gave me the honor of handling them uh, at a contest in 2016, and the photo on this episode will be one of the photos I took of them.
1: Uh, yeah, yep. just suddenly, I mean, I found out through Facebook when people were posting eulogies, I'm like, oh my gosh, you can't believe this. Yeah, just sudden, we don't know any details. Just, he, they passed... Um, uh, this last weekend a weekend yes,
0: ago yes uh, one, one week ago yes. uh, from this recording and uh 2020
1: just sucks just... <laughs> I mean I've met i would met them once at a, a pup, you know pup party yeah and then followed them on Facebook so that's the weird thing is because you know I feel like I knew them because I'd seen so many posts but honestly I met them once right and then you know from then it was like okay I knew a lot about their life because they posted and it's like did you really know them? And you knew of them, but but then, so you know, it still hit hard when I realized, oh shit, um, you know, they died, and it's like, okay, yeah, you know, it's it's just the weird Facebookness of the world. It's like, it, yeah, it. Uh... But so that is sad because yes, they they posted a lot. They were very very much activists about kind of taking people to task about certain attitudes in the in the community. Right. Yeah, and it's like and it also made a lot of people very pissed off because they're very vocal, but it's like hey, if someone's not pissed off at you, you're not doing it, right? <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, uh, very vocal about trans and non-binary issues mm-hmm. about,
1: you know, kink and yeah, it, uh, yeah. it yeah, so it's it's yeah, like 2020. What a shitty year. Um, yeah. let us let, hope we don't. Let's hope 2021 is not a year that we look back on 2020 with fondness. Can you oh, imagine? G- that? Oh, wow. Um, we we're just talking about how each year seems to get a little worse. My only uh contribution uh in our COVID corner. God, <laughs> would that be a thing? We were talking about stuff last episode about uh, you know, not putting stigma on people who are infected. And then we're like saying, well, you know, stigmatize the, the risky behaviors. And it's like, maybe that was like not feeling completely right to me. Well, I heard a podcast. It was a Consider This. on uh, That's an NPR podcast, a little mini one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, um, yeah, uh, when it comes to getting people to change their behaviors, shame is not terribly effective. You know, they didn't go into the reasons why, but they just said they did. A, there was a study done and it showed trying to shame people into doing the right thing doesn't really work. Um, what works is leading by example. So you want people to do a certain something do it yourself and i was thinking of all the times that yeah it's like uh you know sharing you know supplying your pronouns when you're introduced or things like that it's like the more it's normalized and more people are doing it the more likely people are going to do it themselves um and uh, you know for myself i realized yeah that uh you know i had some theories like why shame doesn't work Uh, one is you get pissed off when someone points something out to you even if you know they're right still pisses you off. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we're human. We get spiteful and we'll just be contrary just because we're we're mad because someone had the audacity to tell us we're wrong. Um, No matter how smart we are, we can be really childish about this. (laughs) Um, The other thing is shame is used so many ways to bring us down all the time. I mean, we're shamed for, you know, being fat, being thin, liking sex, not liking sex, being gay, uh, you know, birthmarks, being poor, where state you're from, what college you went to. We shame everyone all the fucking time. And if you're a functioning adult, you learn that most shame that's thrown your way is bullshit. And you ignore it. Like, you know, the shame for being gay. It's like, oh, there's no shame in being gay, folks. And you get over that. So shame's not that effective. Because even when it's aimed at you for just reasons, huh, not going to touch me. Because we're so good at, you know, just pretending it's, you know, not hurting us or bothering us. So I could understand why shame isn't effective. Uh, so yeah, lead by example. It's like okay, that that makes more sense and yeah, mask up, make it normal, yeah, and and stay distance and just like you know figure a good alternative to hugging because I found out this weekend that I don't really want to hug and you know and, and the person I refused to hug from was very nice about it. It's like hey, yeah, yeah. and it's like no, I'm good, and they're like okay, cool. And it's like, yep, thank you, which you should be doing anyways, because a lot of people don't like hugging even before this happened. Mm -hmm. And That's something that I had to learn because I was a hugger. And it's like, am I really? And it's like, I don't think so. Elbow taps. Nope, I don't even (laughs) want to touch that. That's awkward (laughs) and weird. Don't want toe taps. A nod. Also, for an elbow tap, you have to get within, you know, spitting distance of someone. It's like, fuck that. If I can just stay six feet apart from everybody forever, I'm good with that. (laughs)
0: I don't like humans. the The joys of being introverted. Well, I I did get within six feet of someone oh, this, cool. these past uh, few weeks. Uh, yeah, a a new puppy uh, moved to town. Okay, I was hoping Fargo would be here for oh. this because he had been teasing the puppy about all the status updates on his move. <laughs> um, but no, he finally made it to Lansing. Cool. And he posted on Facebook saying, hey, I'm here. I could use a hand uh, unpacking. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, one day after work, I sent him a text message and said, hey, I'm available for a few hours. Do you still need a hand? He said, yeah. And I'm like, where are you at? He sent me an address. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I found something in in Google. And I'm going there." there. And my phone just chirped because it heard the word Google. Uh, (laughs) So I followed the directions, brought me into uh, an apartment complex, Mm -hmm. and I could not find the exact address he gave me. And I'm like, I know that Google can be bad about addresses in apartment complexes, because for a long time, if you put my address into Google, um, you'd end up on the other side of
1: campus, mm-hmm. effectively. So I had to call him. Where and, are you? Yeah. Well, that's what happened to me once. I had a friend who was moving. I'd never been to her apartment. Uh, she was packing up the U Haul. And uh, it's like, oh, I'll help. And there was a Facebook event. And she had an address listed in there. No, she hadn't put in her address, but it had just put one in there randomly in the middle of Williamston. No, she lived in the South Lansing. And so I drove all the way to this address. And I'm like, Okay, I see a house here, but there's no truck. I'm confused. So I, when I finally message her, it's like, "Uh, where are you exactly?" It's like, "Oh, here's my address." I'm like, "That's that's not what Facebook says." So I was like, "Okay, thanks. I've just driven a full hour to get there and back, you know." And it's like, "Ah." Oh. Then also, I was kind of annoyed when uh, we get there and she's not packed at all. Everything's just loose. And it's like, you know what? You have bodies. We're gonna move the heavy stuff. The rest is up to you. We'll get you your couch and all your big things into the truck, and that's as much as we can do because this is not. This is still a weekend's worth endeavor, and you have me for two hours. <laughs> and the fact that all the stuff had to be taken off the big furniture to move it, and it's like, oh dear. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, I can understand your pain of like, hey, yeah, where are you? Yeah. Well, and what happened was,
0: the silly puppy. He gave me the right street. Cool. But he gave me the old number, <laughs> oh, so that's why I couldn't find that number because it didn't exist. No, dear. But Google still did its best to to put me <laughs> in the right spot. Uh, but yeah, help uh, mm-hmm. move and position some heavy stuff, and then had a nice naked cuddle session. And oh.
1: and so, so that's your price for helping someone move. Mine's food.
0: <laughs> well. It the, the kitchen wasn't uh unpacked at all, so couldn't really do food.
1: But no, it, it was nice and oh he's a fuzzy puppy. Mm-hmm. Oh which ooh, well, see, nice. I, I know someone who's been chatting me up on Grinder, he's someone I've played with once at a party and he chats me up and like, Hey, I you know, and like, he'd be on my list. It's like okay, people I'm willing to, you know, do stuff with during COVID, it's like, Yeah, he's on the list but I think he's passive and I'm passive and we just like never come right out and say, Let's fuck. And uh, he moved to a new house, and I offered to give him help moving, and it was never taken up, but he, he had help uh, painting, and I guess some of the rooms have been christened, shall we say. Mm-hmm. It's like, Aww. like sweet, it's like, tell me that you've been fucking in your house, but I w I wanna be on that list, I wanna help you with <laughs> a room or two. Um, well, because he's also very interesting, and it's like, even if there wasn't a sexual chemistry, which there might be, because I think we had a good time at the party, you know, he's just interesting enough that I'd like to just even be friends. So that was um was my gossip. My gossip is I went to Creek Ridge uh, last weekend. Togo weekend uh, wasn't super busy. First time I've gotten out in the summer. Uh, uh, they are taking precautions. You know, any kind of event where people would be together, like they had bingo. Um, no, that was from upstairs. Okay. <laughs> so the upstairs person wants to come down. They're hearing the podcast. Like I want to be a guest. I know about how to sub. <laughs> what was it? The uh, Oh, Creek Ridge. Um. They have t- big tents set up next to the the, house, you know, the uh, food place so people can, you know, sit distanced. Um, mosquitoes are an issue. I guess they're better than they have been, but they're still pretty fierce. So if you're going to go out there, make sure, you know, long sleeves, long pants, and... Uh, Deet. Yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, the events, they had a toga party that I guess the rules about what you can do in, inside changed. So they had to rearrange their schedule, and they couldn't do the toga party right. in solitude. The dance hall, they had to do it by the pool, and they had to change. It kept going back and forth. The toga party didn't happen until 11 o'clock. So it's like, oof, late. Um, and uh, But, you know, I had a decent time. Um, four other people were in the same toga I had on. So it's like, damn it. It was kind of funny. <laughs> how, how many different togas are there? Well, this was the Augustus Caesar from uh, Party City. I bought last year for our camping event where there was a toga party. And it seems like it was a very popular choice. it's like, I know that toga. And the first person who had one on saw me, and they're like, hey. And I'm like, shielding my eyes like, oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. And you (laughs) come with the same dress. But no, it was good. Uh, They had a little, um, you know, contest, of course. And I didn't make it into the pool, and I didn't fool around with anyone, even though I ran to some uh, people I've played around with from DBC. Because I just realized... I'm not up for hooking up with, you know, that my list is very small and mostly theoretical at this point <laughs> <laughs> that I feel comfortable, like, hooking up with. And so I'm like, I'm good with just being here camping. I'd really like to do it during the week and just hit it up, you know, when there's no one there practically. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be nice because I was just wanting to get away. Um, but no, Creek Ridge, like I said, they're taking things seriously. They're trying and, uh, you know, Hopefully, they, hopefully they won't be the nexus of, you know, going right? <laughs> hopefully not. Well, it's up to the people who are there. And, you know, I saw people there who weren't necessarily as distant as they could be or as good with the masks. But, you know, that's on them. You know, it's like it's outdoors. You know, people have a, a you know, different levels of risk they're comfortable with. So and mine was pretty much, you know, I'm going to stay in the corner and not get close to anyone and not suck as many dicks as I really want to suck. Because <laughs> there was at least a couple I wanted to suck, and it's like, ah, alas, we'll just not. That's what Fort Dix is for. Um, as long as there's not someone who sucked that dick before you. Yeah. So that's my thing. It's like if you had someone that you had in mind and you went back there and did things, you can avoid mouths and breathing into each other's lungs. Uh, you know, there's lots of things you could do, but if there's someone with their dick through a hole, how do you know someone who you know had a whole bunch of virus in their mouth and nasal passages hadn't just lathered up that cock just before you know it's like yeah well that's why you grab the guy that you're interested
0: in take him to the shower first mm-hmm. then take him out to fork yes <laughs> I'm, just suck him <laughs> off in the shower there we
1: go oh, um, yeah that could work too but uh so yeah so you know i mean i could see if i went with someone or you know like i said there's someone i plan to hook up with there then that'd be fine but it just i just and also i just didn't feel like it it's like it was nice to have that off the plate it's like nope i'm not here to hook up i don't that's not something I feel I have to feel guilty about not doing. One of the beautiful things about the pandemic is like having a great excuse not to feel guilty about <laughs> not doing stuff. It's like
0: nope,
1: don't want to do that. Don't care.
0: Uh, yeah, no, not not in the mood. No, yeah. I'm so, I'm being socially distant, um, emotionally distant
1: as well. That too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was my only real like you know it's a little bit of flirting on Grinder and uh, that leads to nothing. And then uh, did go to Esquire last night. Um, again, not, you know, they also have structures in place and, uh, you know, not many people there. So, you know, that's good for if you want to be safer. Not so good for them business wise, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've been reading online restaurants and bars and such tend to run on very thin profit yes. margins and that they, they really can't. Be open sustainably at 50% capacity Um,
1: Because if they could they would move to a smaller space with less rent Well that's the thing too is I don't know if the rent is there But I do know that um, you know the bartender mentioned They had not made a liquor order since all this started So they're working on reserves you know It's like they haven't had that cost of having to buy more booze They're selling the stuff they've had And the nice thing is you know liquor doesn't go bad You know that bottle of vodka will be fine for you know Several months yeah, I mean a, a a keg once it's tapped has a bit of a shelf yeah. life, but but then yeah, but yeah, so it's like you know there's I you know remember a, a store I go to um they're like yeah we're fine because you know we're just not ordering as much as we used to mm-hmm. so that was their big big expense so even when they were closed for several months they weren't really spending too much money. You know, their main expense wasn't even happening because they weren't getting a new product. So it's like, okay, um, I'm happy for them that they're weathering it. Other places aren't as lucky, but, you know, it's you know, but also as you, know, you know, I was telling my mom it's like she's like, oh, it's such a shame these businesses go and it's like that's the nature of it. It's not the fact that you own a business doesn't mean you have a right to keep that business going. We, we kind of have this idea in capitalism that, oh, eventually you become your own boss and you make a business yourself. And it's everyone's right to like oof. be a business person and an owner. And it's like, no. You try it. If, it, it, if there's a need for it, it survives. Yeah. If there's not, it goes away. And that's the brutalness of capitalism.
0: Yeah. Plus, being your own boss, and I know for my ex, can be miserable
1: because you really don't get a day off. Nope. Or time law. So I knew someone who was an electrician, always worked for a company, and then finally made his own company and became his own boss and had a couple employees. And it's like, I hate this. This is so, I never, every evening, every weekend, I'm on call basically because I'm the boss. And he went back to, he's like, okay, I'm done with this. And, uh, you know, the two people working for him had already arranged other stuff. And he went back to working for where he was. And it's like, yeah. But now he's actually moved on from there and now has a desk job. He's like, I'm too old for climbing into cramped spaces or going up high. I have children, you know, also touching things that could kill me, you know, casually. It's like, no, I'm good with just talking to people on the phone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, electrician, it's a hard job, especially when you get older and are just uh, as flexible or that. Yeah, I'm sad when I see businesses go, but then my hope is like, okay opens up the field for something else to move in there you know Mm -hmm. and and maybe sell something i could actually make use of like there's certain stores like nail salons mattress shops no why why are there so many they should all be bookstores (laughs) (laughs) in my world Uh, yeah it's not sustainable but i don't care Um, but otherwise, no. That's been the uh, week. It's not been a lot of uh, not a lot of gossip, I'm afraid. Yeah,
0: no. But what one thing I want to mention with the puppy, though, is that our our time spent cuddling that was not a euphemism. It actually was cuddles. Just yeah, just cuddles. And he's had some major skin hunger. You know, just mm-hmm. not being touched all this time. And I'm like, I really need to figure out a way. Assuming claw, whenever the next claw happens. Mm-hmm figure out a way to have a cuddle puddle session. Mm. Just, you know, like, all right, we're just all here to hold each other. Mm. Well, or- Orgasm is not the goal. It's just touching because there hasn't been enough of that. And that's the thing, too. When, yeah,
1: yeah, when, when there's a, a safety in getting together in groups, yeah, just having cuddle parties, you know, throwing on a, you know something on TV and just like everyone just you know, gliding onto each other and just like, you know, there's something to be said for that, too. You know, not, you know, not have it be sexual. Just say, hey, you know, if you guys pair off and have fun some other time, cool. But this is just about, you know, touching. And, you know, that was, I think, you I know, think during the, you know, HIV days when there's still not really treatment. It's like, yeah, you still need to touch, but just keep it at that.
0: <laughs> Moving on to expert portion, mm-hmm. we, we had a request come in about how to be more submissive mm-hmm. um, I really wanted to have Fargo here for this because he's really the old he, he's the main submissive in our group uh, yeah because you know my being a switch mm-hmm. means that my submissiveness really comes around as a reaction to the energy of the other party mm-hmm. right? that if they are putting out good, strong, dominant energy and are in that dominant mode, I am able to flip the switch mm-hmm. and be more submissive. Um, and you know, that's, that's how things go for me. And you know when last time I ended up with another switch, yeah, I, I was already. I'm like, all right, use me, abuse me, do horrible things to me, and I'm like, nope. I ended up as the top that night, and I'm like,
1: well, I thought I'll that. have to do this again. <laughs> well, I found out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not very good at being submissive or taking orders. I, you know, in, in my heart of hearts, I'm just too dommy for that. Like, I've, I, you know, it wasn't an issue, but I realized I didn't have as good a time when I was with a group and there was someone there who was very dummy and kind of like. Orchestrating everything and saying you do this and you do this, and I was like, "No, you're you're, you're not my boss. <laughs> yeah. You're not my dad. You know, you're not my sir. So it's like I I did not really you know I'm not I'm not gonna take orders. I mean, I'll take suggestions, but yeah, when, if you get ordery and dommy with me, I'm just like, nope. And uh, <laughs> so I'm not now, but I do like to serve. I mean, I uh, you know. Ch- let me go to a party and, oh, look, help is needed. Oh, I showed up early and you I haven't gotten everything set out. Boom. Show me what needs to be done. Let me at it. End of the party. I happen to be one of the last guests. Yeah, I'm going to help be, you know, cleaning up and doing all that. Or any event, um, you know, organization. It's like, okay, tell me what you need done. I'll do it. You know, and even if someone's my boss and is, you know, micromanaging me, ah, I'm less about that, but right. more like, tell me what you want done and I'll figure out how to do it. Right. But right. I, I love serving and love helping. Um, you know, like IML, my, um, my first time I went there, I was just there and I'm like, okay, I'm bored. There's not enough things to do, right? There's only so much shopping I can do um, <laughs> and I'm not hooking up with anyone. Second year, I went as a volunteer and that was great. You know, actually being there to work at something and do something, um, it gave me direction. I'm like, yes, I feel like I'm helping this event and yeah, this is much better than just being a tourist here. So I like to serve, but I guess, yeah, I don't want to be micromanaged. I'm that way at work, too. Like, tell me what needs to be done. Okay, and tell me what deadline you're thinking about. Cool, I'll do my best. But if you start saying, oh, we need to do this, and oh, you should do it this way, I'll be like, then you do it. Yeah. I've gotten prickly before when I've been given a project told I have authority, and then, oh, it turns out, no, uh, this and this and this. And it's like, then I throw up my hands and like, okay, I guess I'm not in charge. Tell me what to do. Well, no, you, no, he you told me. So yeah, I'm I'm not a good sub, but I can no. understand what I want. And like also, I don't really want to be a down per se. I more want to some equality in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And you know, I can see playing. Um, you know, in in a session, especially like sex. You know, yeah, I'll be take over and be dominant. You know, especially if the person wants to be. You know, wants to be dominated. That can be kind of sexy, but it's usually for the moment. Right, um, but to be a good sub, um, I think it's like you know, know yourself, and uh, also uh, know your your dom. It's like it's it's not the situation where you want to be a sub to a bad dom, you know? Yeah, and you know they're
0: they are out there, and you know there are people who aren't really doms but are looking to take advantage mm-hmm. of those who have the more submissive mm-hmm. mindset um, and things like. Financial doms, just give me the willies. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that, that smells a lot like mail
1: fraud. It's like, get a real job. <laughs> uh. Well, the thing is, I've, I've seen relationships where you have a dom with several subs under him. Mm-hmm. And it was more of a family unit. And, uh, you know, I, the one that seemed to work best was, like, he was in charge of, you know, well, he wasn't in charge of finances. He was really horrible about paying bills and on time. One of the subs was in charge of doing the bills and all that was kind of the accountant, and, you know, and others, and so, but he was kind of like the the coordinator, ringleader of the family. It's like, okay, this is what we're doing. And it is, seems to be more of a, you know, a, the ones I've seen that appeal more to me or I feel, um, have more stability are the ones that are kind of like, okay, I'm making decisions with input,
0: like, right. you know, like yeah, a family,
1: yeah. but my, my say is still final, you know, this is what's going to be, yeah. you know, and, um uh, I think it's knowing your own limits because not you know how many people are a hundred percent subbing, you know. Yeah,
0: and yeah, a hundred percent subbing, a hundred percent dom is really only something that you see in pornography, mm-hmm. um, because everybody is, you know, fractally complicated, mm-hmm. um, and you know we we all have our moods, and sometimes you're just not feeling it that
1: day, and yeah, there there's no shame in that, and. Also having like a certain limits in place, you know, I, yes. because I hear people talk about, oh, you know, I'm looking for a sir, you know, no limits, you know, use me as yeah, you will. I'm much. like, eh, no, no, I, 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 think limits are a good idea. There's certain things that yeah. you should be able to say no to.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. When when I hear no limits, that that to me says I'm new and ignorant, I'm like,
1: maybe if you got to a certain point with someone that you knew them well enough and trusted them, but there you have to. But also, let's get be blunt, you say no limits, law doesn't see it that way. You know, yeah. uh, no matter how, you know, if you're a dom and you're with a sub who says, oh, no limits, well, just know that if someone sees some marks on them and reports it, the law can still say, hey, you abuse that person. You, you, you can't uh, um, consent to abuse in the eyes of the law. You know, I, I say unfortunately, but it's protect people, but also it, it it's where, uh, you know, SM and some, you know, funner, thuddy, you know, hitty things have to worry about because, yeah, it's one of those things where the law is not in in step with the community.
0: Right. And, you know, also, you know, coming back with no limits, to me also says, I don't know what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, it saying no limits. What do you like to have done to you? Oh, anything. Uh, Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm into FinDom. Give me your credit card. Now now go beat off somewhere else.
1: What a great scene. Uh, (laughs) Or or it's like, okay, clean my apartment. Organize my comic books. Do it right. (laughs) Lose 25 pounds.
0: Drink eight glasses of water. (laughs) It's like, oh, no. Go for a mile run.
1: But, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, in some people's terms, yeah, they... It helps because it's also kind of a mentoring kind of thing. You know, some submissives, yeah, they have certain things they need to do to, you know, be more balanced in their lives. And it's not just like, oh, you know, I'm going to serve this person and they're going to make me have fun, naughty sex things that they boss me around. It's like, no, they're out looking out for you. And it's like, yes, pay your bills on time. Uh, What plans do you have for your future? Uh, You know, take care of yourself, you know. Drink, drink your eight glasses of water yeah, yeah. And stay hydrated and, and all this because I've seen that in relationships too where it's like the person's like ah, oh, you know or you know in one situation it was like the dom was telling the sub uh, no more beer tonight because you've had enough now the sub then snuck around to a different bar ordered another pitcher so he could down it and it's like okay I guess you love your beer more than you love your dom <laughs> it's like that sounds like a really bad sub there and actually the thing was yeah. he was serving two masters You know, he he was submissive to the beer more than he was submissive to his dom. And it didn't lead him down a very good path, shall we say. Yeah, no, I can't imagine that that would have a happy ending. No, it didn't. There's there's been other more severe substances and and loss of jobs. (sighs) And um, I think their life is getting back together. I've fallen out of touch with them, but from the grapevine, I hear that they are now have hit rock bottom and are rebuilding so it's like i'm happy for them but yeah. we could see it happening when he was all like oh you know because he was saying yeah i went to the bar got this picture and then i'm like told the bartender yeah my dad told me to stop drinking tonight and the bartender's like and you're disobeying him right now aren't you and he's like i guess i am and downed his pitcher. <laughs> Yeah. Um. You know. There's also you know. There's other elements of a sub. Um. You know. Sometimes subs are not completely submissive. There's the yeah. whole brat situation yep. where you're going to kind of follow their lead, but you're gonna drag your heels doing it and cause consternation and and frustration because you know that's who you are and if that's what they signed up for too. Cool. Yeah. No. I,
0: yeah. No. I. I'm not a fan of bratty subs mm. in general because. If you're being bratty, my response is to take away the dick. Mm. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to paddle you. I'm not going to tie you up. I'm going to ignore you um, because yeah, that's not fun for me. But I was thinking, you know, things that help with the submissive mm. mindset include you know physical items such as uh, a collar mm. that you know the feeling of having that collar. On you as a sign of your submission or you know even just having a day collar some sort of chain or or something like that that you can feel and feel that mm-hmm. connection to your dominant a bit more extreme but you know chastity yeah. devices it, right and you know chastity devices to make you more submissive
1: more horny um, and then you know we're or more subtle as you know a ring I mean think <laughs> I mean, we already bind people via rings in our culture it's like marriage it's your you're kind of bind, bound, bind, binding, yourself to a you know a covenant, a commitment, and that's the proof. This visible piece of uh, uh, jewelry, <laughs> um, which sometimes draws people, because there's people out there who see that and it's like, ooh, a challenge. And it's like, no, you don't. Collar's not a challenge. <laughs> I
0: I do have to admit that I I consider a chastity cage a challenge. <laughs> yeah can can I make you come without unlocking your dick?
1: Of course it's not easy. That's part of the fun. (laughs) And, you know, that's the arrangement they have with their, you know, dom. And hopefully they've made that arrangement and have worked that out before it becomes a thing. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I mean, yeah, the, the mindset of the submissive, I think, is a lot about, you know, I think it should be trust and being taken care of, you know. And that's why it also seems to me it's kind of a sometimes a stage to... You know, you are submissive in a relationship until you've kind of grown to a certain extent and then you move on. And, you know, there's some people who are just submissive for life. They are subs. Well, no, but. I mean, that, but that, then I also yeah. I see it as a stage, too. It's you kind of learn the ropes as submissive before you move on to maybe being a dom or, you know, more verse or more switch. Right. I mean, you know, I was the boy in
0: a relationship for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, shortly after getting out of that, the universe slapped me upside the head and said, You're a daddy now, go teach. And if I hadn't have had those 10 years mm-hmm. in the more submissive role, um, then I wouldn't have had the, that experience to be able to teach and to be mm-hmm. a good, dominant daddy. Um, but, yeah, e- even in my Dom phase, I'm not. You know, it's not full dominant. It is definitely more top and more daddy. Mm-hmm. It, it is more scene-based um, rather than living the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one way that you can be more submissive is to have a dom who is more engaged mm-hmm. with you that will send you those notes throughout the day. You know, give subtle commands... You know, ha- have you, you know, have you wear a jock strap, have you wear the same jock strap for three days, have mm-hmm. you not wear any underwear, you know, things that, you know, they make you do that you enjoy, but that you can get away with secretly mm-hmm. so that you don't spook the horses because <laughs> we don't want
1: to spook out the horses. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So I, there's, the, and I think, and also it's like a lot of it is, in is training. You know, the submissive, oftentimes, they're the ones who are learning. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it gives a kind of a uh, an ease because you aren't expected to know everything. You right. Know? And, and mistakes will be made. And that's, you know, it's kind of a learning experience. And you're learning, you know, not just about the community and about that kind of kink, but also you're learning about yourself. It's like, is this really what I'm into? Is this really doing it for me? Which is, I mean, what, you know, our paths are this, you know, you know, and our sexuality is in our sexualities and kink, anyways, so much of it is trying the things and figuring out what it is that really works, and knowing over time, those things that work will change too. You right. know, something you really loved, it's like, ah, eh, this this doesn't do it for me any much anymore. Yeah, and you know, all things
0: are learned experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, we it over time, you learn to be a better submissive, a mm-hmm. better dominant. You know, the quote that I heard is, "We are." Born only knowing how to shit and complain, uh, and some people never progress beyond that. So, you know, if, if you're new to submission and it seems awkward and it seems like you don't know, well, you you don't. You're new, mm-hmm. but you know, being bad at something
1: is the first step to becoming good at it. Also, you know, it's like give it a try. It's like you know, you might not be a submissive, but you know, at least try it. You know there's things I've tried. I, you know, I had a friend who was into, you know, CBT and we were kind of fooling around and he's like, want to try it. And so we did. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like this, <laughs> but at least I tried it and no, it's like, yeah, that wasn't the thing that really worked for me. It didn't really turn me on or click something. Whereas other things I've tried, it's like, this is clicking something. I need to explore this. All right. And, you know, and then, uh, subs, subs part of that, uh, for some people getting the sub headspace space is just wonderful. You're just kind of, Relaxed. Someone else is kind of has the reins. And especially if you honestly trust them, it's, it's, it's like falling asleep while someone else is driving, you know, it's, it's, it's relaxing. It's nice. It's, you know, you never know when things are going to go horrible, but you're (laughs) comfortable enough that you're just like, okay, someone else is at the wheel. I can just chill and relax and go with, go with the flow. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a journey, uh, You know, sub-today, maybe dom-tomorrow? Maybe. Uh, Another thought that popped in is also
0: realized that submission doesn't necessarily have to go hand-in-hand with bottom or receptive. Yeah, no. Um, You know, daddies have prostates too. Um, And, you know, you can be submissive and paddle somebody else— or be submissive and be the more active one in the scene yes or vice versa you can be the one who is tied up who is being beaten who is getting fucked who is getting fisted but you're still the
1: dominant you're still in the dominant mm-hmm. role it's a bit more complicated and after, it's not also the the it, it's not necessarily something you see in a lot of you know porn or that i know a couple and that was their dynamics were it was hard because they're definitely top bottom and they were trying to like the top was actually very passive, very meek, submissive, and the bottom was like the boss. You know, he's one that has a certain way things want to be done, and boy, did they have a hard time working that out because you know it's like okay, I'm the one getting fucked, so he he has to take control and do this stuff, and it never worked out. And even to the point where they broke up on a trial basis for a while, and but then got back together, and then discovered no, you can be the dominant as a bottom. And the top can be submissive. And, you know, he's a hard dick, yes, but that dick gets put, you know, and then it's funny when... Cowboy style. yeah. if you get play with them, you know, here's this guy with his beautiful hard dick and the, you know, the bottom saying, hey, you know, fuck him, do this, you know, and then bossing him around, having him fucking other guys in a group. And it's like, he's just going along with it. And it's like, okay, yeah, (laughs) that works. Hey, they found something that you no, know, and, and yeah. they're still together and doing pretty well. But they had to find that dynamic that bottoming does not mean you're submissive automatically. Exactly, and you know, so yeah, it's like figure out what you like and how you like to do
0: it, and yeah, you know, and in, embrace your complexities and your contradictions. And
1: but you know, like like and, and practice, you know, practice, practice, practice. Yeah. And it always comes, you know, communicate. You know, you need to find that person that you I think click with because the thing with you know. Being a sub, it's you need, you know, you kind of need that dom or, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's you need somebody like there's a lot of, you know, people out there myself. I'm like, yeah, do I need a relationship? Do I need someone else in my life? And it's like, not really. I have a good circle of friends and I fuck occasionally. That's doing it for me. Now, it'd be different if, yeah, it's like if I had certain needs that needed a partner, it's like, oh, that'd be hard to have a solitary life that way. But yeah, it's well, not the case. <laughs> yeah, it, if you're into
0: if auto if you're into erotic asphyxiation, that's the kind of thing you don't want to do no, by yourself. No. Um and yeah, there there's a lot of kinks that are a lot easier when there's mm-hmm. another person or or two other people. You know, like like I say, I firmly believe that fisting is best when there are three people involved
1: or more. Um uh, so yeah, uh so I mean that's the thing is like oh uh, yeah this came because uh, there was a a listener who discovered us and found us online and uh, and damn it boy why do you have to be so far away. And it's so was, cute. Oh, I know. It's like, that, yeah, that, that ass. Oh. dad, uh, everything. It's like, I, uh, he was like, yeah. So, um, you know, out of the blue, I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm the one who does the podcast. And it's like, oh. And he was like, can you talk about being a sub? And it's like, we can try. We can try. Yeah. I. As everything, whenever we say expert portion, there's always the airports <laughs> that you do not see. We're right. experts in uh, jack of all trades, the master of uh, a handful. Yeah. Uh,
0: which again, which is why I subbing not being one of them. Yeah. So we will probably return yes. to this subject once we are able to have get um, our sub under control. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: We can't even make our sub show up. We're bad dubs. We are bad Doms. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, if we can get Fargo here or Fritz mm. or um any number of more
1: submissive mm. people to ask them about their submission. Um, or even ask, you know, off, you know, off mic. It's like I can, you know, I have not been seeing. Like I said, I went camping this last weekend, saw some people I hadn't seen in a while, but, you know, social-wise, it's been pretty sparse. My social circles dwindled to a you know a point, basically. I see people I work with, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, looks like this is going to be a
0: short okay. episode. Um, we started late, um, and... You probably hear some bubbling and gurgling and yeah, things are noisy and it's warm. Um, it's not us. We're not hungry. If yeah, are having no, issues. It's We're next to a laundry room. I, the, yeah, the, the joys of podcasting in a civilian setting. Mm-hmm. Um, upcoming events. There will be a memorial service for Bayard on September 5th, and there will be an online component to that. Um, and more information will be coming um Mm. on that uh there is going to be there are more events coming up at crc one of them that i'm looking forward to which is actually pretty late in the season they are going to have a puppy weekend uh first weekend in october um Whew, that that could be chilly. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully the bugs have calmed down. Yeah, by no,
1: I, that's the good news is yeah. yeah. By that point, hopefully there have been some chillier weather. I'm looking forward to chillier weather because I have a very warm sleeping bag and I hate bugs. Yeah. Um. And, but yeah, I need to figure out which weekends I I want to make. I'd like to make it to another bear weekend. I think there's in September. Uh, the Halloween weekend would be a fun one. Yeah. That. Uh. I there like I said, I've never been to the Togo one before. It was okay. Yeah, I, I, I did want to go to the toga
0: one, but that day I was like, I'm not feeling people. Yeah, um, I can understand that.
1: Like I said, after being there, I'm like, this is fun. But, you know, I, I felt bad that I hadn't got out before then. But once I was there, I was like, okay, this was a good weekend, but I don't need it all that often.
0: No. Um, I, mean, I want to get out there to try, try the plum and tamarind snow cones. Oh, I had a tamarind
1: one. It was excellent. Oh, there's a there's a couple that every weekend they do snow cones and they make their own syrups and they have some interesting flavors and now they have this very Rube Goldberg esque delivery system where it's a arm that you know they put their snow cone on and you stand in the circle six feet away and they pull the lever and it comes out and brings you your snow cone and you take it off the platform and it's like okay <laughs> that's neat clever. yes all oh, right and uh, you know so everyone's distant and you're eating your snow cone and yeah the tamarind flavor was pretty good. Oh, yeah, I wanted to try Trammer, and I want to try Plum. Because I think I did their Plum because I think it's Plums from their own yard or something oh, yeah. That they talked about. So I think I did that one the first time I had Yeah, just something different. It wasn't like the standard flavors. Yeah, no, I, I – yeah, Plums grow really well here in
0: Michigan. When I was with my ex and we had property in Flint mm-hmm. Um we had a fruit salad tree hmm. with uh, plums, peaches, nectarines, and apricots. Oh, like different branches grafted yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It. Oh,
1: okay, cool. And yeah, th- those were always really nice uh, to enjoy. Um, yeah, there's some some about some guerrilla gardeners who are uh, grafting fruit limbs onto just trees and cities, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, you know, this is going to be productive. It's not just going to be for show. You know, we want something that can actually provide something useful. Um, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, future Creek Ridge uh, weekends. Um, I'm going to try, like said, uh, go to some uh, other events. You know, it's yeah. tricky. Uh, and whatever we say, who knows? There might be another wave where everything shuts down. Yeah. I keep hearing rumors, and it's like, I don't know. Um, you know, kids going back to school, it cooling off, and we actually getting cold and flu season. Who the fuck knows what this winter is going to be like? So, yeah, I, yeah, it, Yes, Um, so otherwise, but we'll still be, you know, whether we have to go back to uh, doing this via Zoom or not, that's... Yeah, that that could happen. But Um, we've been getting them out. I mean, even with the issues, we've been still plugging them out, so...
0: Yeah, perhaps not as frequently as we used to, but yeah, they're still
1: coming out every now and then, even if they're a little short. (laughs) And let's talk about. It. I mean, we're not hitting. Like I said, I I saw at least three people I knew from DBC at the campground, and it was like, yeah, I miss that. You know, yeah, I miss a world where you could do that, and you really can't right now. In fact, I was looking through all, like one of the um, magazines they hand out, a little outpost or whatever it's mm-hmm. the one that has pictures of events, and I'm flipping through, and was like, wow. Can you imagine having this in your hands a year ago and trying to figure out what the fuck this means? Because I'm looking at all the bars, and it's like, temporarily closed, closed, temporarily closed, temporarily closed. like, And then there's a whole page about what's safe and what's not, and, and all this other stuff about virtual pride and all this. And I'm like, if this had fallen to my hands a year ago, I'd be like, what the fuck is happening to the world? What is this about? And it's so weird, but it's like, that's what we have now. And also, no pictures of people at events. Because, you know, we'd always be a couple pages, mostly of skinny, smooth guys all in feathers or sequins next to each other. And it's like, okay, well, not seeing that, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. And on that note,
0: we've run out of time again. Please send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com. Tweet at us. We are at harrypronecomp. Our theme music is Hotspot by Augs, used under the creative. Uh, the Creative Commons Attribution License. Be sure to listen to our friends on the internet, Sirius of Paris, Gaish, Linoleum Knife, and Off the Cuffs. Thank you so much for listening. We are your hosts, Sarah King and Lansing Mike, wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good
1: night. Night.